When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I read a whole book today. A whole book in one day. I'm a scholar. She's learned. Was the alien porn yet? Shut up. Shut, shut up. She is a learned woman. Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton. And I'm Madison Malone Kircher. And you're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. Today we're actually going analog and talking about books. So, Madison, what are you reading right now? Okay, not to brag, but I have read at least 12 books. In your life? Yeah. Impressive. Thank you. (laughs) What am I reading right now? Honestly, I have been lugging around the same copy of Trust Exercise for years now. Madison. And I'm making another go. Madison, I'm freeing you. Just don't read it. But but here's the thing. One, widely critically acclaimed by lots of people I respect. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Two, a subject material just like, it's like a flophouse teen theater high school autofiction sitch like made for me I understand that and no disrespect to Susan Choi I've heard the book's incredible but the thing is sometimes things are made for you and you just never engage with them I've never seen Bridgerton wait how I I don't I've read the book I'm not books. convinced you weren't like a silent EP <laughs> on Bridgerton oh I, well, do you think I'd still be here if I was an EP on Bridgerton I'd for be, fun, be for rich somewhere <laughs> Um, no, like extremely up my alley. I saw it come out and I was like, this is for me. And then I watched maybe two episodes on 2X Speed for work and I never picked it back up. I, Rachel, I feel like we should stop right now and you should just go watch Bridgerton. (laughs) Sometimes you're just not in the mood for the thing that is extremely up your alley. I can't explain it, but it makes sense to me. Did you read the books? Yeah, I read two of them. Of course you did. I, yeah, I, I have nothing to say. This is me. This is real. This is me. This podcast brought to you by the, well, I read the book energy on both microphones. <laughs> we are going to continue talking about books today because today we are diving into one of my absolute favorite parts of TikTok, book talk. If you've spent any time on the app, you may have been served a video that has like hundreds of thousands of views of someone probably a young woman, crying very dramatically and also very hilariously over like Madeline Miller's Song of Achilles or maybe Adam Silvera's They Both Die at the End. For me personally, a girl (laughs) who loves crying, reading, and Madeline Miller. Just girly things. That's enough to justify covering this like honestly very wholesome section of TikTok. But the thing about book talk isn't just that it's right up my alley, which is enough reason to cover it on the show. It's also taking the publishing world by storm, turning books into New York Times bestsellers years after they've been published. Capitalism, that's right up my alley. (laughs) Capitalism, crying, we've got it all on today's show. We called a bunch of bookstores to hear about BookTok's impact firsthand. And we're going to take a little tour through BookTok's favorite books, which range from a modern retelling of a Greek tragedy to um, aliens with a breeding kink. This is NSFW. (laughs) Okay, so when would you say book talk begins? So, I mean, as as most TikTok things, that is 
almost impossible to say. Yeah, that's why say. I asked it, so yeah. I wouldn't have to answer it in case you asked it. No, um, I appreciate you putting me in the hot seat like that. Once again, I don't and cannot officially place a, a date, but what I can say is that the pandemic gave it a huge boost. Book Talk positively blew up through 2020, and as of right now, the Book Talk tag has over 15 billion views. That That makes sense to me, correlating in my... This this very unscientific study I just ran about, you know, how how book sales also soared during the pandemic in a sort of charming and comforting way. No, exactly. And the specific books that go viral on BookTok very much makes sense for having blown up on BookTok during the pandemic because the mix of books on BookTok are there, of course, you know, the people who read Jane Austen, which shout out to you or who are reading like Hanya Yanagara's Little Life, which like, are you okay? And we're not okay. I read Little Life and I have thoughts. But the thing is, the books that actually really go viral on BookTok are what I would describe as genre fiction. So like your sci-fi, your fantasy, your romance. Aliens with a breeding kink. Aliens with a breeding kink. Things that are very comforting and escapist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hope your mother's listening to this episode. The la- I, You know what? I'm not even going to try and walk that back. Whatever. <laughs> the thing is, though, this is the thing about genre fiction. There's so much of it. And it is so hard to figure out what is good and what is bad but good enough that you will be consumed by it for a day. A- aliens with the breeding kink. And book talk gets you there. But let's let's kind of roll back and say there's a huge mix of content. Under the book talk tag, you're going to you're going to have your dreamy videos of libraries. There are aesthetic videos saying what tragic plot line you'd have based on your star sign. Who are we? We would be forced into the role of villains as Pisces. Mm. The video has that sound. I'm pretty sure you've heard it. We can play a little bit of it, of this cover of a song that is all over TikTok right now and is very aesthetic. The song is called As the World Caves In. In this video, there is a series of images, these kind of very moody, aesthetic, vibe photos, so dark, romantic, there are ball gowns, people punching windows. And so playing over these images is star signs. So it's like Sagittarius, Leo, Pisces. And so for us, Pisces, it would be we're forced into the role of the villain. Another video is this one by Chamber of Secret Books, which I love, and uses the popular, you know, the put a finger down challenge. Mm -hmm. It uses that format, but then goes off the rails in a very delightful way. Put a finger down if you've ever been forced to marry your hot enemy to keep an alliance between the two most powerful covens in the world. So naturally, you decide to poison him. One night after dinner, you give him a glass of wine, and you go to turn around when his hand grips your thigh, forcing you to look at him. And he says, come, sit, and beckons to his lap. So you sit, knowing he'll figure out... This is my favorite subgenre of book talk. I often find myself falling for people recapping plot lines as though they're like real true crime stories. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is exactly the same thing. It's exactly. like acting like a, an earnest TikTok. Mm-hmm. That is like, again, I love book talk. I love this specific earnest vibe of it. It is writing fan fiction IRL. It is treating plots as real people. It is very much engaging with content in a way that is fun rather than 
entirely serious. It's the vibe you have when you read something that is so cute, you kind of involuntarily make a face. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you're just like, I don't know how to describe the face. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. The sound I would make to go with the face you're making is like, squee. Yes. No, exactly. Like, that is the vibe I get on Book Talk. It's very comforting. But if you spend any time on the quote-unquote literary internet, none of this should surprise you. The reading aesthetic has not changed much. It stayed pretty static over time, which is, again, ball gowns or cozy core, dramatic, oversaturated lighting. You know what I'm talking about? You're about to invoke Tumblr. Okay, almost every single platform, including, <laughs> yes, Tumblr, but also Instagram, LiveJournal, Twitter, YouTube. There's actually an entire segment of BookTube that's devoted to reading book talk recommendations. But all of these social media platforms have had a subsection of kind of a reading population. The thing that is surprising here is not that it exists, but how much influence book talk wields. Okay, so how much influence does book talk wield? <laughs> so much. But to illustrate, we're going to actually take a step back and look at a few of their biggest success stories. We're going to start with a book that is for everyone. <laughs> I will yell about this book to everyone. In fact, Madison Rachel, has... you do literally <laughs> yell about this book regularly. It's called Song of Achilles, and it's by Madeline Miller, and it's literally one of the best books I've ever read in my entire life. It's a retelling of Achilles and Patroclus's love story. <sighs> Literally, I think about lines from this book and I cry a little bit sometimes. I'm not even joking. Like, I have... To be clear, this book is like a mega hit, whopper Critically acclaimed. This is not a little known, like... No. It won the Orange Prize for Fiction in 2012, which is like a very prestigious writing award. It sold well when it came out, is the thing. But according to the New York Times, after Book Talk lashed onto it late last summer, around, I would say, August 2020, the book is now selling. And this is in early 2021, which is when this New York Times piece came out. The book was selling about 10,000 copies a week, which is nine times what it sold when it won the Orange Prize in 2012. The publishing company that published Song of Achilles can actually trace the spike in sales to a specific video. Oh my God, did the TikToker behind it get a cut? I already know the answer, but of I'm course just... not. That, I mean, that is kind of the one of the questions that's raised by Book Talk is, yeah, these are mostly women who are emphatically enjoying something, but they are driving huge amount of money. It's the BuzzFeed teen quiz maker all over again. Exactly. And so there's this video by Moon Girl Reads, who is one of the more popular book talkers, and it's called Books That Will Make You Sob, and it has over 6 million views. It came out August 9th of 2020. What books does Moon Girl Reads recommend for a good sob? Yes, she recommends Song of Achilles, which, again, I love. There's a, a book called They Both Die at the End. She recommends The Book Thief, which I saw what the movie. What year is it? Listen, we have equal opportunity here. Love some Marcus Zusek, but... Yeah, but that's the thing. They will promote books that have come out a long time ago. Like, there is no kind of keeping to the publishing schedule. It's not only just what's hot in 2020, which is, I think, one of the failings of a lot of literary criticism is that it's only about what's upcoming. And Book Talk completely ignores that. The thing that I love most about recommendation videos like this and book talk writ large is that, like, I love a parole review in the New York Times, but sometimes you just want a book that is good but not difficult, which is where genre fix comes in. And again, as I said, there's just so much genre fic that it's impossible to know what's good. 
when you just want a book that's going to make you cry and maybe have some sex scenes, which brings me to wow. the next story. Aliens with a breeding kink? No. Sorry, we're not there yet. No, which brings me to the Court of Thorn and Roses series by Sarah J. Moss, which is this fantasy romance series that was first published in 2015 and is actually still ongoing. I think the last book was published in February of this year. And again, this it, it was a New York Times bestseller when it came out. So it's not an unknown book. But the tag for A Court of Thorn and Roses, which I will now be referring to as Akatar because I don't want to say A Court of Thorn and Roses, it'll start sounding incomprehensible at a certain point. Keep going. Five more times. The Akatar tag has over 1.5 billion views, including this really hilarious one that I'm going to let the sound play and then tell you what is happening on screen. That long ass dick didn't have any lube on it. So it felt like he was rubbing his wood in my hole and starting a bonfire. So I would just like to say that this is actually a very popular sound on TikTok. There are hundreds of thousands of views under it. And so while this sound is playing, there is a teen sitting in bed and there's a caption on the screen saying, me being smart and reading my book in class after I finish my test. And the book is one of Sarah J. Moss's books in a Court of Thorn and Roses series. ACOTAR, I actually, in fact, knew that acronym because this is the first book from the world of book talk that like wedged its way into my For You page. This was actually the first book talk phenomenon I was I organically encountered as well. And it was served to me, I don't, I'm sure you probably also got similar recommendations. It was served to me because it has a lot of um, fairy sex in it. Don't be sure that I got similar recommendations for that reason, I'm Rachel. sorry. I don't want what, that on the what, record. What other reason are people recommending this book? Look, I, I too was an Artemis Fowl teen, but... <laughs> and by the way, it's fairy spelled with an E, so you know that they're like dark, sexy fairies. I... Oh. <laughs> The regression that is happening in this room right now. But that's the thing. Book Talk loves fantasy, and specifically this form of fantasy, which I am intimately familiar with. Book Talk loves Shadow and Bone, but they also loved Holly Black, which I remember from my own childhood. Shout out to Tithe. If you remember that, slide into my fucking DMs. But a lot of the appeal for Book Talk, for me at least, is that it's very open about being horny, which... I feel like more readers should be open about the fact that they're reading because they're horny. It feels like book talk is a like younger, more visual version of because there are like Romance Landia, a topic for another day, <laughs> is is all over what you're describing, right? Yeah. Because the mainstream literary criticism isn't recommending books like this. Mm-hmm. And there are, you know, websites. Smart bitches, trashy books. Like, there are places to find these book recommendations. Yes. But you have to seek them out versus on TikTok where they will find you. They, yeah, they they will find you in ways that you will never expect, which brings me to... Aliens with a breeding kink. Aliens with a breeding kink. We're almost there (laughs) right after the break. So, you know, stick around. When we come back, we'll be talking about Ice Planet Barbarians, Book Talk's recent love affair and we'll also be talking with some booksellers about the way book talk is impacting their actual sales tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. 
Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. In 2007, TV network CBS dropped 40 kids in the middle of the New Mexico desert as part of a brand new reality show. These kids would have to build their own society from scratch. And if this sounds like Lord of the Flies to you, well, it was meant to. We were on this mission together. We were going to prove to the world that we could make a better society than adults could. I'm Josh Gwynn, and I want to know what this wild TV experiment was really about. Split Screen, Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now. We are back, like a meh sophomore novel from a uh, surprise best-selling first-time author. No, I'm not talking about anyone in specific here, but if you think I am, yes, I am. I love a blind item. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. If, if if you're on Book Talk, you've probably heard of this. If not, please let me know where you heard of this. This series is called Ice Planet Barbarians. Oh, also shout out to a couple of our listeners who have, yes. in recent weeks and months, slid into our DMs and are... Ew. It just, the verb sounds wrong in context. (laughs) Have messaged us saying, what the hell is up with Ice Planet Barbarians? This is for you. Yeah, I did this for you. The thing is, about the previous books that I mentioned at the top, Song of Achilles and Akatar, the series, is that those books were popular on Book Talk in 2020. They're both traditionally published, and they were already bestsellers and pretty well known before Book Talk gave them a boost. Ice Planet and Barbarians, on the other hand, is like, if you knew, you knew. But Book Talk made it so a lot of people knew. And this started in, I would say, around June 2021 is when I first started seeing it. It is very horny. Okay, so the the Reader's Digest Digest version. Yes. Go. So it's a sci-fi romance series by Ruby Dixon. The premise for the first book is basically um, a bunch of women are abducted by bad aliens. And as they're being transported in what I can only assume is an intergalactic sex trafficking scheme, the ship they're on malfunctions and the bad aliens then decide to jettison them onto a remote planet and then they'll they'll stop back and pick them back up once they fix their ship. <laughs> the main character's name is Georgie. And so they're on this remote planet that is um, an ice planet full of ice and snow, ice planet barbarians. She is sent out to scout 
And as she is sent out to scout, she is ensnared in a trap by a seven-foot-tall blue-horned alien who immediately recognizes her as his mate, which, of course, means that he wants to have lots of sex, which uh, results in lots of babies. Hence, the breeding kink. <laughs> so what does Book Talk have to say about Ice oh, Planet so many things. There are 40.2 million views Sorry, of the hashtag <laughs> on TikTok. Here's an example of one of the videos from Book Talk slash Ice Planet Barbarian Talk. So what do you do for fun? I really love to read. What kind of books are you into? Okay, be cool. You knew this was coming. You don't need to tell them that you read 10 reverse harems in seven days or that dark romances with possessive alpha males that have knife kinks kind of sort of pique your interest. You definitely don't need to talk about the fact that the last fairy book you read had a fae who could change the size of his frickin' schlongosaurus at leisure or that you're on the pro-joining side of a threesome feud between fans of a vampire series. Just say... Fantasy. Nice. What's your favorite? Fairy porn. The thing about Ice Planet Barbarians is that it actually falls into this really fun realm of book talk that is both almost trolling but also earnest in that people are enjoying it but the reason they're enjoying it is for dubious reasons and it's that's perfectly summed up by this tiktok i read a whole book today whole book in one day i'm a scholar she's learned was the alien porn yet shut up shut up she is a learned woman book talk knows that this is a somewhat extreme concept and yet they are loving it in a way that is 100% earnest and around June 2021 which is when these TikToks start going viral you see an influx of Amazon reviews from people mentioning TikTok they go something like I so got trolled into reading this thanks to TikTok and do not regret it um let's see alien checklist big rigid dick check horns check tail check Ha 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 ha. Um, didn't know I would like this story or this type of book. I'm hooked and I can't stop. This has gotten to a point that it has jettisoned this book like those girls were jettisoned off the fucking ship you to love number the word one today. bestseller. <laughs> it's a great word. To number one bestseller in colonization science fiction ebooks, which <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a neural network invented a category. What a category, exactly. I think the thing I like about what's happening with Book Talk, specifically with Ice Planet Barbarians, is that a lot of mainstream coverage of Book Talk and also more broadly book internet is people, you know, saying that these crying teens on the internet are getting people to read literature. But what I love is that we're seeing with Book Talk is spiking sales of aliens with a breeding kink. Aliens with a breeding kink. I mean, that's the thing. So much of the fucking hand-wringing about whether teens are reading is like, they're not reading the classics. And like, I'm sorry, I've never read a Jane Austen novel all the way through, and that doesn't stop me from doing shit. Reading doesn't have to be serious. And so much of getting teens into reading is telling them to read books that they don't actually want to read. And yes, eventually you will have to read a book that is difficult, but the way to get someone into loving reading is to give them reading that doesn't feel like reading. And you know what doesn't feel like reading? Reading about aliens with a breeding king. So I just want to be clear that I'm I'm not recommending that teens read about aliens with a breeding kink, though plenty of them will and currently are. What I'm saying is that book talk, along with the concept of book talk influencers, just very neatly offers a solution, which is going to people who you trust, who offer a customized fun reading list. Basically, book talk supremacy forever. So I actually called up a couple of booksellers to see what they were experiencing on the other side of book talk. And number one, just I always forget how delightful book people are to talk to. 
Oh, in an alternate life, I would be a bookseller. I was the world's worst bookseller in high school (laughs) because I really just was like wanting to be the main character in my life, but not actually. Bookselling is really hard work. It's like not as sexy as I wanted it to be at, you know, 17. What did the bookseller say? I really want to know, like, (laughs) what is the other side of this like? This was actually inspired by our colleague, Allegra Frank, who was in a bookstore in Mystic, Connecticut a couple of weeks ago. Apparently they have more than pizza there. Yeah, it was like the the, the town. Yeah. Okay. News to me. Uh, But she was in Bank Square Books and she said a, a young person came in and said, I want this book. I saw it on TikTok. And I was like, Allegra, did you eavesdrop? What was the book? And she didn't know. So I called Bank Square Books and I talked to Ruth. Hi, my name is Madison Malone Kircher. I'm calling from Slate Magazine's podcast, ICYMI. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I have sort of a funny question to ask you uh, for a story I'm working on. Oh, great. So a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, actually, was in your store a couple of weekends ago. um, And she said while she was there, a young woman came in and said, I saw this book on TikTok. Do you have it? I'm curious if you've experienced this. Oh, yes. Uh, book talk has become a really, really big part of book culture. We actually, uh, not us particularly, but I know some uh, event people here have partaken in uh, video conferences about book talk and how to like properly do it and everything. And we actually have a book talk display right now. Book talk is really influencing the publishing world right now. What is on the book talk display? Um, a lot of YA titles, uh, a lot of fiction, uh, a lot of representation, I would say, like LGBTQ, people of color, everything like that. So have you experienced what my friend saw, like customers coming in and asking you for specific titles? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Song of Achilles, Cersei, <laughs> anything Madeline Miller, really big. Um, These Violent Delights, We Were Lies, uh, One of Us is Lying, those are all YA titles. Uh, Cortisones and Roses. Do you see book talk as a positive thing as a bookseller? Yeah, I think it's a good way for people to get into books. And I think in general, the reason people buy books more often than not is to talk about them with people. Um, Some people are just into reading because they're into reading, but other people really like it for that aspect. So if you like it for that aspect, then I think talk's a really good thing to join because you can be a part of the conversation. Rachel, it was like I had sent her the notes. Like, if (laughs) I'm not unconvinced that you didn't like call up Ruth in advance and did prime her call up Ruth and tell her that I was that is the thing I think it is so easy for people to hear this and just be like Rachel loves this shit and I do in fact love this shit but it is a very real phenomenon a random bookseller it is we are seeing real life real world effects of these book influencers on TikTok and it is simply incredible I also called up Semicolon, which is a black-owned bookstore in Chicago. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, they're they're a very cool bookstore. And I talked to Austin. Yeah, we've had a couple people come in and ask about books from TikTok. So there's this book called Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller that people mm-hmm. always ask about. Um, also, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Do people ever make TikToks in the store? Um, we've seen some, yeah, there are some people who will come in and make TikToks like occasionally we'll see that and like i'll like be scrolling tiktok and see our store up there oh how wild do you do you think book talk as it's as it's known affectionately is a good thing as a bookseller uh yeah because i think it i mean it definitely gets you know that's like the biggest probably i would say platform for you know gen z and even millennials 
So, yeah. you know. Do you ever think it, like, the hype gets gets it wrong? Like, their their spotlight is wrong? Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, any titles in particular? Um, there's a book called We Were Liars that the TikTokers have, I don't know. They just go crazy about that book. And I read it because, like, I could only get through, like, a little bit of it. And I was like, this is so bad. So maybe I need to read the whole thing and be like, you know, really for my own opinion. But I was just like, why are they hyping this book? It's not good. Uh, life is too long to finish books you don't want to finish. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Madison, I find it funny that you told Austin that life is too short to finish books you don't want to finish, and yet we started this episode by you saying you've been trying to read Trust Exercise for two years now. But I want to finish it. That's the difference. I want to. The writing is beautiful. I'm I'm just... Okay, fine. Fine. I'll give you that. Okay, again, Song of Achilles, absolutely crushing it. I mean, the thing is, what Austin said makes sense to me, which is that, again, a lot of the books being recommended and a lot of the people recommending the books are young adults so you're getting a lot of YA fiction which means that if you are an adult on TikTok who doesn't enjoy reading YA you do kind of have to train your algorithm to show you not YA which means you might end up getting Ice Planet Barbarians the TikTok algorithm is a blunt tool but I love it again this episode has brought me a lot of joy because I have yet to come across, and I'm sure it exists, but I've really yet to come across a book talk video that has made me feel badly. I think the kind of rep that people who read YA as adults get is that they're just really kind of scoldy and overly overly politically correct, in air quotes, and... I, I think that that's just missing out on the huge market of people who just read it because they want to read something that gives them joy. And I think we should let people do that if they want. All right. So I think that's the episode because Rachel's off to reread Song of Achilles. And I am going to, I guess, read Song of Achilles for the first time. My work here is done. All right. We are closing the book on that episode. We will be back in your feed on Wednesday. Please subscribe. It's free and the best way to make sure you never miss a chapter. Oh, sorry, episode. (laughs) Leave us a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about us. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter. We're at ICYMI underscore pod, which is also where, uh, if you'd like, we'd love some DMs telling us what the next Song of Achilles is, mostly because I can't listen to Rachel talk about Song of Achilles anymore. I will also accept the next Ice Planet Barbarians. And of course, there's always email where ICYMI at slate.com. Who knows? We might just have you on the show. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. Our supervising producer is Derek John. Boris Wickman and Legra Frank are our editors. Gabe Broth is editorial director of audio. See you online. Or on the Ice Planet. Song of Achilles Time's because up. it's a tragedy. You already know a tragedy? it's a tragedy. <laughs> Shut up! (laughs) Because of a tragedy, you already know how it's going to end, but it's still so beautiful. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday, May the 14th. My colleague, Mark Joseph Stern, and I will be talking to some amazing guests, including Sherilyn Eiffel and a sitting state Supreme Court justice all about how originalism, a relatively recently invented way of interpreting the Constitution, has taken over the Supreme Court and radically reshaped the law. It's been doctrinal rocket fuel for the conservative legal movement and facilitated the rolling back of abortion rights, the expansion of gun rights, and the obliteration of the separation of church and state. And as another wildly consequential Supreme Court term careers to its end, the court's originalists are on a tear. But there's something you can do about it. And we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to slate.com slash amicus live for tickets.